Yeah, so are you building a business or a J-O-B? You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. So not only are we going to address, are you building yourself a job, but a scalable business, but I wanted to let you know about something extra special. We have an extra special brought to you sponsor for today's episode, and that is the Infopreneur Summit. This is the premier online event for people who want to make, monetize, and sell their expertise online with over 50 speakers talking to you from everything from sales pages to welcome series, that's me y'all, from adding new revenue streams to affiliate programs and everything in between. And you can get all 50 videos, guys, for free for a limited time by heading on over to katedoster.com forward slash info summit. The summit is going on from April 22nd to April 25th. So make sure guys, as you go over and claim your free ticket, like right now, like right, right now. And if you happen to be listening to this past April 25th, I'm sorry guys, but for all those listening every week, it pays to listen. So this week's episode, we are actually talking to a longtime listener of this show, one of my students that just sort of takes whatever I say and just runs with it, and this is Sylvia Hall. And Sylvia is a little bit different than most of the interviews that we've had on the show, because most of us have been, you know, infopreneurs, people that are making courses, coaching, services. But what Sylvia actually does is sells physical products on her website. So As you're going to find out from listening to Sylvia's story, she basically at one point in time after she had her children, she was growing an Etsy business, selling jewelry, very hip, very cool, but she was getting tired of being a slave to her business, always packaging and making and, you know, Christmas hit and then all of a sudden she had, well, the fortunate slash unfortunate luck of having all of these orders and like zero to no time to actually be able to fill them and get them out on time. So after having a couple of stumbles along the way, Sylvia had a big aha moment where she asked herself one important question when it came to starting her brand new business. And that was, is this scalable? And could she in fact sell it? And that's another aspect that we've never talked about because most of us are trying to build our brands as solo entrepreneurs, but That's not the only way, guys. You can build a business that you can sell, and that's why I definitely wanted to have Sylvia Hall on the show to talk all about this today. So we talk about everything, guys. This interview probably could have been broken up into like five parts. So we talk about how to handle Facebook ads, negative comments, because Sylvia grows her business a little bit with Facebook ads, not too many. She talks about how she uses quizzes to not only get qualified email subscribers, but also reward them. She talks about manufacturing. She talks about all of her businesses and everything in between, guys. Like, even like how to get wholesales. Like it's such an amazing episode. So let's go ahead without further ado, meet Sylvia and I'll catch you back after the interview for the wrap up. All right, my inbox besties, besties, let's give a big welcome to Sylvia Hall. I'm super excited for you to be on the podcast today and chat with our other besties. And I have to say, guys, Sylvia actually took us up on one of our double dog dares where I said, pitch a podcast. And she pitched me and I said, obviously, yes, totally. I want you on here. (laughs) So thus proving, take some action, guys. 
get results. That's a lot about what we're going to be talking about here today and our big juicy topic of the big sandbox. But before we get there to the big sandbox theory and such, why don't you go ahead and let us know if there's anything else that we left out of the intro that you want us to know. You know, I I love that you showcase how I put you in a corner there and said, oh, you want us to, you know, do the big thing we've been saying we're going to do, like, you know, (laughs) pitch someone that you've been listening to. I've been listening to you for a while. I love it. I love that I am currently being an inbox bestie. And I was kind of hoping I could even say like later days at the end. (laughs) <laughs> you can definitely say it. <laughs> and Sylvia has her own podcast too, guys, which we're going to get into. So it's just such a smart move in general. So what is going on and what should we know about? Well, um, you know, I have this theory that I waltzed out of the womb as an entrepreneur. <laughs> I uh, love that. <laughs> if that's a little graphic, uh, so be it because it's the straight up truth. Um, I do believe that you can become an entrepreneur later if you want, but I think some people are literally wired for it. So for example, I had a job once and um, it was the worst day of my life. I just, I barely <laughs> only made last it through. a day? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've had tons of gigs. I've done tons of work, but one time I was like, I'm going to get a real people job, like real adults. And there were less fluorescent lights and there were rules and I, I was just piecing out of there. So that wasn't going to work for me. And so the only real thing that the only real option I had was to make it work as an entrepreneur. And so that's kind of been my journey, I guess, to be really to back up all the way. I've been an entrepreneur for about 10 years and my son will be 10 in March. And so when I was pregnant, I knew for sure two things. One, I wanted to stay home with him. And two, I didn't just want to stay home with him. I needed to grow a business. I wanted to grow a business. I needed to add value. I needed to create something. And so that's kind of how it all started for me. I think that, so this is a very similar story to myself and other guests that we've had on Inbox Besties. I feel like actually having our kids, I don't want to say it gave us an excuse, but it gave us a reason to be able to be like, haha, I don't have to go back to work anymore. But like you said, our brain cannot turn to mush. We're creators. It's what we do. It's so true. So I would love to hear a lot about, you know, the big sandbox and what it is and how you sort of stumbled upon it. And I'll just interject with little questions that I have throughout the way. Sure. Sounds good. So I guess it starts with the little sandbox and the little sandbox was handmade business. And I have nothing against a handmade business, but it just wasn't very scalable. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't growing the way I kind of had this vision of a business to grow. So I will say that when I got pregnant and shortly after I started making jewelry and I was doing hand stamped jewelry, I was selling in different shops around the city. That took some major guts. I, I would call up, I remember the first boutique I called and I said, hi, my name's Sylvia. I'm a jewelry designer and I'd like to showcase some of my pieces in your shop. How did I just say that? Oh my gosh, that's not even true. Like I barely just made all that up. Like that <laughs> I'm was so what I <laughs> Yeah. Like I was just kind of like uh, faking it until I made it truly. But I did uh, land different shops around the city and my Etsy shop grew and I, w- I sold over a thousand items on Etsy. And, um, you know, that was what I would call a smaller sandbox, even though it was growing. I just was so limited by my own ability to create and then to execute all the other tasks. And so um, for me, I kind of burn out. Um, I remember very clearly I was pregnant with my second. I have two kiddos, my second, and I was so nauseous. And yet it was Black Friday. And every time I clicked renew on my little Etsy shop, I would get a new sale. 
and I would click renew and then I get a sale. And every time I got a sale, I felt like I was going to vomit because I was just so sick from the nausea of like, how am I going to do this? Like I, there's, I, I want the money. I love the business. I love to connect people to my product, but how can I do it? And so I know that there's definitely some outsourcing or delegating that could have happened, but I was so young in my entrepreneurial journey then that I didn't really understand how all that went. So that was kind of the smaller sandbox. And I have to confess, I'm a, a true extrovert. So I really get my energy from being around people. Now, I like to always kind of go over, I mean, you, these inbox besties, they surely know that an extrovert is not someone who likes people. And an introvert is someone who doesn't like people. It's yeah. not like that. It's about where we get our energy. And I'm truly energized from being around people. And so here I was mostly just working in my basement, making jewelry and then mm-hmm. tending to kids and then never seeing real other adult humans. So from there, I kind of started to shift and I went through this process and decided I wanted to create a service-based business. And so, um, I basically created a job for myself and (laughs) we've all um, been there. It was a fun job. Um, but it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm kind of wore out again because here I am hustling on the side, putting as much time into my craft as I am the marketing of my craft. And then I was just spent. And so I think it was, I mean, this was about year seven in my entrepreneurial journey when I realized, oh my gosh, I've been playing in the small sandbox and, and I had this light bulb moment and it was that I was an entrepreneur through and through and through, but I was self-employed. I was not creating businesses. And that was the biggest light bulb moment of my whole journey is that I was done being self-employed and I was ready to truly create a business, a business, you know, something scalable, something that I could potentially sell if I wanted to, something that, um, you know, I wasn't the bottleneck of, and I did took me a while to kind of understand that. And I think some of us who have a really big idea, have a clear idea, and then we have a harder time letting go of things working on that now. Um, (laughs) Right. We both are. (laughs) We're working on it. We swear we delegate. Right. Right, right, right. And so, and, you know, Inbox Lifted and Lifted is our current company that we're growing. I'm growing it with my husband. I got him on board with it. He is someone who did not waltz out of the womb, an entrepreneur. He actually <laughs> has been very faithful and amazing employee, which I have so much respect for because, you know, employees are really important and that's how <laughs> we, we need created, <laughs> Yeah, we created financial stability for our family with his work as an employee. But um, I, I really wanted to get him in on this entrepreneurial thing because I knew that the way his brain works and the way my brain works were so different that if with our powers combined, <laughs> right? I could it. see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, that was the beginning of Lifted. And, you know, it's been, you know, I don't know exactly the timeline, but ever since I started with Lifted and had this major aha that I was going to play in the big sandbox, that I was going to create a business and not be self-employed anymore. Um, that's when, that's when things really changed for us. Oh, there's so many things that I want to unpack from there, but one of the the biggest takeaways that I got from just hearing your story and knowing your story is really sort of that self-actualization, like realizing, especially with that second iteration of your business, if you will, I'm using air quotes, where you could feel like you were getting burnt out again. And I think like a lot of us sort of start as almost like a virtual mom and pop shop, like you said, with the actual jewelry making and then going into services. And then you're like, wait a minute, like, what am I going to do? And I know a lot of us here 
on Inbox Besties are really trying to be like, you know, solo entrepreneurs and like the name behind the brand and all that. So I think that it's really interesting that with Lifted in particular, I'd love for you to tell us, you know, a little bit more about that and the steps that you're taking to make sure that it's in the bigger sandbox um, that just isn't to actually go there. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Lifted and its sort of iterations and how it's kind of coming to fruition. Sure. Sounds good. So the pro- the basis of the business is that we are a product-based business mm-hmm. and we launched based on a formula that I had created of probiotics. So mm-hmm. as I mentioned, I had... Um, I have two kids. And after my second, I had postpartum depression and probably postpartum anxiety. I didn't even know that was a thing, but they call it PPA and it's the real deal as well. So I didn't know what to call it. I just knew I didn't feel well. And I started to try to figure out, okay, what could have gone wrong? What could have happened here? Um, you know, was it a nutrient depletion? Um, and really there's so many things that it could have and might've been. I'm such a big advocate that, um, these symptoms we experience around our mental health are not just from one thing. It's, it's about so many things like being around people. And, you know, it used to be when a woman had a baby, like all the women in her community would come and take care of her. And now we're like at home alone by ourselves, And, um, loneliness is like a, killer. And in our basement's getting Etsy notifications going, oh, I'm too good at my job. No. And I'm an extrovert, right? I need that, that the surrounding myself with people. And yet I was not feeling well and my house was messy. So I wouldn't invite anybody over. And, you know, it's just so many pieces of a puzzle. But um, what I, my research also led me to the importance of gut health uh, for mental health. And so I started to play around with different probiotics and I was actually like buying all these different probiotics and I would take one for a few days and see how I felt. And I take another for a few days and see how I felt. And what's really cool about this is that I'm just really sensitive. So I can tell right away if I feel good or, or something doesn't feel good in my body. So uh, one glass of wine, I'm dancing on the table. One <laughs> cup of coffee, I'm finally thinking straight. Um, you know, one fluorescent light, boom, I'm quitting the job. So <laughs> I'm really sensitive and I've just started to use that as a superpower. And that's really the whole idea behind creating a formula of probiotic. Now, I always like to clarify, I don't get all breaking bad up in the bathtub, stirring the good bacteria to make the probiotics. It was more about um, me trial and erroring with different probiotics and then saying, aha, these species make me feel good. And this specific strain makes me feel good. And then from there, finding an FDA approved manufacturing facility that would work with me to create my custom formula for probiotics designed to help with mood and anxiety support. It's so amazing. So I have definitely sampled these guys and we're going to make sure obviously to put a link in the show notes because I feel like, especially for entrepreneurs, whether we are a solopreneur or whether we are trying to build a business that we can either keep or sell later on, it is so important that we're keeping our engine running, literally our actual body engine and our mental energy. And people just don't necessarily talk about that so much. So I feel like it's definitely something that you know, we need to be thinking about and moving forward and all of that. And I love, and I would love to hear how you actually found these manufacturers. Like, is this something just like you like Google or like, it's so interesting. There was a lot of phone calls that I was making and saying, here's my idea. Here's what I'm wanting to do. Um, and can you work with me? And so the, the manufacturer I decided on was someone who said, yeah, we have a team of chemists. You know, they will help you to uh, with the, even the labeling process that we make sure we say, if we say, for instance, this is histamine free, that it really is histamine free. And so having that whole team um, was yet again, a really big part of being able to make this. So um, definitely it's a partnership with a manufacturer that I, you know, 
it took me a while to find the right one, to be honest, because price is so important to me. And yet quality is also very important to me, obviously. So I needed, like I said, an FDA approved manufacturing facility um, that's good manufacturing practices approved. These are things I was looking for. So a really high quality facility that I could really trust that could help to make my idea and, and, and make the magic. And I so agree with what you're saying about kind of bringing the topic of mental health to the forefront. I have kind of an out there opinion of it. I believe that we are all on the spectrum of mental and physical health and that people aren't just born a certain way on one end of the spectrum. I believe that our environment and our choices will help us slide up or down and will Mm -hmm. help us to either alleviate symptoms or to create them. And so instead of talking about mental illness as something that just like happened to us, it's something that it's a symptom that's a signal from our body that's telling us we need to change or make a change or do something differently. And for me, those, those signals were coming really strong about my gut health and mental health because I was on the all carb diet for my entire twenties. I I didn't even know that was a bad thing, but apparently a bagel for breakfast, a granola bar for snack, a bowl of cereal for lunch. uh, Let's see another carb heavy snack. And then another dinner of like probably pasta or pizza. Like I wasn't ever driven to help my gut health because of my physical health. It was just naturally just, I'm pretty active. My metabolism's good. And yet the importance of that gut health for our physical and mental health is so real. So I just got really passionate about exactly what you said, that mental health is not something we just like, Ooh, yeah, don't talk about that. But it's like, that's everything. How you feel is how you show up in the world. And as an entrepreneur, if you're feeling the heavy weight of anxiety and depression day in and day out, don't lie to me and say that it's not affecting (laughs) what you're putting out into the world, right? Definitely. And I love that. I feel like, I don't know what it was about 2019. I mean, you know, as a longtime listener and like, you know, you're very active in my community that like, I had a really rough time in 2019, or 2018 rather, (laughs) with a lot of personal issues, just kind of stacking up, stacking up like family health wise and deaths and all of that funnish. Y'all can listen to how my business was killing me episode if you're interested in that. But then it comes to find out a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space, for some reason, 2018, people were really like in the muck of it. And it was nice to see that as everyone was starting to sort of pull themselves out, that they're actually acknowledging that this is a real issue that entrepreneurs, like because of that, like rebelness that we have in there, I feel like we do have extreme highs and extreme lows. And we have different pressures that other people tend to have, especially for breadwinners and all that. But I, so I just, I love everything. And I love how you said to focus on your gut health and all that. So I would love to know how you have, like, how you're actually like scaling Lyft. So I know that we've sort of structured the business where like you're associated with it type of a scenario, but like, I would love to know more about building up that business and that journey. Now that we do have something that you can be a little more hands off of, you can sell one or you can sell a hundred and it's not going to ruin your weekend. Right. I need to clarify a little bit about how that is true. So we decided from the get-go that not only we were going to have a manufacturer make it, obviously, but then when it comes to the distribution of the product, we were only going to use third-party shipping. So for instance, our launch was on Amazon exclusively, though we just opened our own Shopify store from our website. So very, very exciting. That's not only exciting for us as a business, but also for customers, because if for some reason we accidentally tick Amazon off and then our products aren't available to purchase, we have a lot of people counting on us. Like our probiotic is really helping like people like kind of like, whoa, 
Like they need us to make sure we can get this into their hands. And yeah. so it was important. She's that- not lying guys. I've, I definitely <laughs> felt the difference when I ran, I was like, Oh man. <laughs> so yeah. It's so it became so important that people could continue to take this product and that we wouldn't be in the way. So third-party shipment was key. And so that means that I knew that I wanted to make more sales. I wasn't going to stand in the way consciously or subconsciously of, um, of more sales. I was going to do everything I could to create more sales because it didn't mean more work, right? More sales does not mean more work. And if that's, yeah, if that's how you have a business set up, whether it's through info products, um, e-courses, et cetera, e-books and workbooks and things like that, or some sort of physical product, um, and more sales just means, yeah, maybe more customers, which might have more inquiries, but it's not like this major catapult into more work Then that was key. So I love how you said kind of what was another actionable item. And I want to point back to um, the power of a better question, which is a whole episode we did on the Lifted Life podcast. So we'll put a um, link to that guys in the show notes. Don't worry. Awesome. And so the power of a better question for the business was this key question. I started to ask myself, is this scalable? Question mark. If the answer was yes, then I would consider putting my time and energy and attention to it. If the answer was no, or it wasn't very scalable, or well, sort of, then it was like, ciao, sayonara, not for now. So for instance, you know, a lot of doctor's offices and chiropractic offices have said, hey, we'd love to carry your stuff. And I'm like, not right now, sorry. Now, I mean, I'm turning away business to an extent, Mm -hmm. right? Wrong, I'm not. I am creating more space for the business that I know is scalable. Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? Figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers, and they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. There's a potential for wholesale. It's coming around the bend, but it's going to be on my terms, maybe a hundred bottle minimum or something like that. It's just Mm -hmm. become so clear to me that with that powerful question, is this scalable? I'm guiding myself to make stronger business decisions. And you were talking about, you know, entrepreneurs kind of getting overwhelmed and, you know, maybe 2018 was a tougher year. And I think it's because there's so much stimulus coming at us. There's so much we could always do Mm -hmm. that it's, it's impossible, quote unquote. I'm, you know, I don't really believe this, but we start to believe that it's impossible to ever be ahead or to do enough or to get enough done. And that's just simply not true. So, you know, the power of a better question means taking a look at the thoughts we truly do believe because it's our beliefs that are driving our business. So I started to take a look at what I believed about business and, and, you know, there were a lot of things I was holding myself back with. So is it scalable was a simple way to keep my head down and stay focused because like I said, all that stimulus and all that, all those ideas and all the things we could be doing can sometimes make us feel overwhelmed. 
Definitely. So I love the whole approach of literally just staying focused. And like you said, having better questions, because then it's sort of just like, is this a yes or is this a no type of scenario? And it's very sort of clean cut and it's not closing off forever. Cause like you said, you know, wholesaling can be an opportunity. It's just not what you're focusing on right now. What you're focusing on right now is getting things in your Shopify store. So in case if things go south with Amazon or for some strange reason it does, you know, there's a way to contact your customers. There's a way to make sure that they get your product. And I just think that that is so unbelievably smart. So we don't have too many guests, I'll be honest, on here that are product-based. I have a couple more lined up for this year because I really want to sort of diversify the, the kind of entrepreneurs that we were chatting with here. So I would love to know what are some of the, the marketing things that you are doing to actually get lifted out there? Like, is it different than an infopreneur would do? Um, is it a little bit the same, but kind of tweaky? And let's find out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a big part of our strategy is Facebook ads. And we run a lot of Facebook ads. And I'm the face of the company. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means that as we continue to tweak our target audience and play around with which way to go with the targeting, there's sometimes that we don't do such a good job on targeting and we get some very interesting comments. Uh, would you like to hear a couple of them? We would love to. And guys, we have the episode with Morgan Batista talking all about Facebook ads. So it's really, really interesting. We talked about how to deal with some of these comments. So let her rip guys. We okay. So one was recently WTF. She is all zinged out. Like maybe she's on crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll go with that. Right. Because the next one is, um, are you married? Would you like to be married? Now, what I'm saying is like, there are people coming at this from all directions who are going to have negative things to say, have crazy things to say, and they don't have anything to do with me. And to be honest, there's even people that, you know, I, I know that come up and bring up weird things on our ads that really have nothing to do with the product. So I guess if you're at home and you're thinking, how is this helpful? It's hard. I'm the face of the company and people I mean, haters going to hate and people are going to say things just because they're bored at home. And so another powerful question I've learned to ask myself is who can I help now? Like as I use these ads, I'm getting in front of so many people. It's not even funny. Like you can't even compare how many you would get in front of in a newspaper versus what we're doing with our Facebook ad reach. It's Mm -hmm. insane. And yet with that brings people with so many opinions about my hair or about my outfit or about my zingy nature. Um, no, I'm not on crack. It turns out. Um, and, and then there's all the personal work that comes with that. And so many people I think are not going to want to put themselves at the face of the company. How many things could you be doing for your business if you didn't care what people think? And I would say that's something that I just continued, you know, I'm always priding myself on not caring too much what other people think, but when they really tell you exactly what they think, it can get hard. And so I just stay focused on that idea of who can I help and, and know that when people say things, it's, you know, very often a reflection of them in their day and not taking it personally. So, um, it's so funny how you feel like, why are all these, what's it? Um, Zach Buckler uses keyboard jockeys, I believe was the term I heard him use the other day. It's like, why are all the keyboard jockeys the only one that are like commenting on this stuff? Like, don't get me wrong. I have seen in some ads where, and we're going to talk about this for one of our clients as well, where someone like went negative, like a negative comment. And then due to her targeting, a lot of her actual customers 
had seen the negative comments, they like jumped and piled onto these oh, yeah. people. That happens to us too. I feel yeah. I gotta admit that feels really good when you know the lifted groupies come in. They're like, "Hey, I've talked to her and she's really positive, and nice, and you need to you know back <laughs> off." And I mean, it's definitely happened, but I don't know. I just want to bring that up because yeah. I think there's this illusion because I'm so excited that it's scaling and it's growing and business is going so good that it's easy, and it's not. Like every day, I get to face you know people saying things that kind of like oh my gosh, like I am kind of like bouncing around. Like that's how my brain works, you know? And so this person calling me out on it, like, what do I make it mean? And should I stop? Because one person, you know, behind their computer is, is calling me out for being a little weird. Uh, you know, what, what do we make it mean? And, and I say, focus on who can I help? And so when it comes kind of looping back, <laughs> looping it back to your question, like, what do you, how do you advertise your product-based business? Um, you know, a lot of effort towards Facebook ads. And with that comes a lot of personal growth as we get to deal with the general public. <laughs> Definitely. Like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes down to Morgan. So I'm guessing that judging by you saying people are saying that you're cracked out and zinging that you're doing a lot of video One ads time. or do you guys have a mixture? A um, uh, mixture, a very big mixture. I mean, I just continually try to create content. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I, I say, oh, I think this is a good video or, oh, I got a lot of engagement on this one. You know, I'd love for you to throw some money at it. And so, um, you know, even keeping in mind, like after he, after I had that one comment, I thought, you know, if I truly took my ego out of the picture, like, could, could there be some truth to this? Was I kind of bouncing around? Like, could it be making people nervous? I mean, I'm here to help people with anxiety. Last thing I want to do is make them nervous. So anyway, um, I tried to actually like, what if I took my ego out of the picture? And just like next video, try to like be a little more calming, be a little more relaxed. Like what kind of value could I add to somebody there? Like so often instead we take things personally and then we, you know, shut down or make it mean all of these things. And so, um, yeah, instead it's, it's about like growing from each experience and truly moving forward. Sorry, did that answer? What was your question? It definitely answered your question. It was how to, you know, how are you guys actually getting in front of more people? And so it seems like ads, it seems like content. And then we're just sort of tying it back into our other episode that we had of Inbox Besties with Morgan about dealing with hater comments on your ads, because I feel like a lot of time, especially when it comes to people emailing their list, it's not that necessarily that they think that they're a bad writer or any of that. When I really boil it down and peel all the layers off, it's that whole fear of rejection, fear of judgment thing. Oh yeah. But it's like, you always hear that adage, what, like, if you don't have any haters, you're not trying hard enough, something like that. You're not reaching enough people because you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Like I know that I'm not, and I'm perfectly fine, but it's like, at least now you're getting out there. (laughs) And that's what I said too. I'm so fine with this. Yeah. Haters going to hate. Hey, Oh, being called a snake oil saleswoman. That means I've made it right. And then they, they say it and they throw in a couple more things about you. And I, I really do feel like it's like, okay, this is what they're talking about as far as the difficulty of putting yourself out there. Yeah. What do I do now? Do I go out there again or do I hide? Do I learn from it and maybe tweak it a little bit? And the answer is absolutely because you know, I'm here to make this work and I love doing this work. And it's not about those people that don't like me. It's about who can I help and who can I serve? So also something I have to share. I listened to, I think it was an episode of your podcast about quizzes. Is that possible? Yes. I think we, we, uh, that was like an old school one guys. I'll go in the archives and I will find it. 
okay, because guess what? We are ringing in the subscribers after I signed up for the quizzes. We made a really awesome quiz called Could a Probiotic Help You Feel Better? And basically the intelligence of this software, I'm pretty sure I used the software that you recommended from that episode. Um, it but was we were- Thrive, Thrive Quiz Builder. Okay. Um, it was WordPress based. And guys, I'll put a link to the quiz builder in the show notes. Um, this particular one is for WordPress only. But the reason why I recommended it is because you only have to pay for it once and it's yours forever. It's not like Interact, which you guys can use, but that one, it charges you per month. And I'm not about that life. <laughs> okay. So straight up transparency on, you know, honesty, we are Squarespace users, so I'm not on WordPress. And I think that the other right. one, yeah, is what I, what Might we be Interact. Is, still a great company. We're paying for it. Yes, we're paying for it. And so much of this online business is like, what is another monthly subscription? Oh, throw it in the mix. Um, but it's working. So tell us more about this quiz. Yeah. Yeah. So because we have two products, one that was our, you know, launch product of the mood boosting probiotic. And then we have a second that's a little more sensitive for individuals who have autoimmune um, sensitivities or histamine sensitivities, we decided to create something that had a few, couple of uh, less species of bacteria because it turns out that just adding more and more different species of bacteria is actually kind of problematic for more sensitive people. So mm-hmm. what we did, keeping in mind the fact we have these two products and one customer may benefit from one versus another customer may benefit from another, we created the quiz to help us with that. So not only at the end does it say, yes, a probiotic could help you feel better if the right questions are directed that way, but it also says, and given your answers, here's the probiotic that would work best for you. Aha. So that leads them to a 15% off coupon code that um, they can then use towards the product that they were led to. And of course, if they answer no, this, yes, this, no, this, and it's like, nope, you don't need a probiotic. You are healthy. Go get them, tiger. (laughs) I love that. And I love that there's actually like the antithesis. I feel like most people feel like, oh, like, is this rigged? So I love, I mean, you're very honest anyways, but I love that's the value that you had. And so I'm not quite sure, guys. Um, as I was looking through the archives, I don't know if there was a podcast episode. I know it was a Facebook live and a training that yeah, I did do. Okay. So <laughs> if I have not done it, guys, I will actually create an episode for you guys all about quizzes. <laughs> there you go. Not a problem. We will, I mean, we will people love quizzes. Like, it's fun. It's interactive. Have you seen the funny meme that's like, I am so busy. I have so much to do. Also me. Ooh, which cheese am I? You know? Like <laughs> Exactly. And again, love a quiz. it's so useful because they can grow your list. Like you said, they can put people through products. It can just be kind of getting your name out there. Like, oh, I love quizzes. I think that they are so fun. So we could literally chat forever and ever and ever, but I know that we need to cut this interview short, sadly. So do you have any other sort of parting words or something that you really want to get our inbox besties, besides saying later days, into their heads, <laughs> ways to help them scale? How can they interact with you more? Tell them about your podcast, all that greatness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, we currently are growing a Facebook group where I love to offer maybe a little more private help with, you know, which probiotic they need or gut health things. I mean, it is still a group of about 300 and I am trying to grow that. I'm toying around with the idea of switching to Mighty Networks. I don't know Mm -hmm. what your thoughts are at all on that, but basically my whole theory behind it is I want the Lifted community to be inspired, to take action, encouraged to live their best life. And sometimes, just sometimes, getting on Facebook doesn't do that for us. Yeah. I mean, I know you might be a little surprised to hear that, but I I don't know. It's just really important to me that, you know, we are practicing what we preach and that we are um, encouraging people to, to really live 
differently and to feel better. And so um, currently we are still growing the Facebook group, but I just thought I'd throw out there that at any point I might pop open that Mighty Network group just to try it out off of Facebook. But it's all about, you know, uh, being able to answer people's questions in there and uh, being able to provide encouragement. Um, because sometimes when we do decide to live differently, it's, it can be tricky to show up in a world where everything else is, you know, when we are counterculture to the rest of the world. So that group, you know, tries to provide that kind of support. Um, let's see, what else? You know, when it comes down to it, I think it's so much about combining what you're passionate about and also what you're gifted at. And sometimes it's really difficult to see what just comes naturally to you. And the only way to really figure that out is to keep putting yourself out there and to keep taking chances and to keep trying. And yes. so I want to cannot learn to swim by reading a book. <laughs> no, no. And so by putting yourself out there and taking some small action every day, some little action, um, you really will be surprised how far you can go. And I think that a lot of people are overwhelmed by this lifted brand and saying, oh my gosh, this is so complicated. And how do you, you know, know it's one small decision at a time and not getting overwhelmed by, you know, what we may need to do someday, but literally what can I do today to move my business forward? And of course, is it scalable? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Stephanie. So why don't you let us know a little bit about your podcast before we head out? I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but let us everyone know, because if y'all are listening to Box Besties, chances are you're always on the hunt for a new great podcast. Yeah. So it's called the Lifted Life Podcast. And what's really cool about it is that it's with my husband. And the reason that's cool is because he's just a different kind of dude. Like <laughs> he's been on this personal journey of transformation just in the past year or so where he's been doing some kind of way different than his old self things. And so he brings to the, to the picture, like a little bit of skepticism, but also like this newfound excitement for, for well-being, And, um, you know, just of course his male viewpoint of the world. Like we can't even deny that we just see things differently. And mm -hmm. so by doing this podcast with him, I think it's really a great opportunity for people to see what the lifted brand is all about and to kind of hear, um, how we try to put into practice, you know, all of these principles and things that we're sharing. Yay. Great stuff. Like I said, guys, there'll be a link in the show notes that way you can go and hit that subscribe button over there. And thank you so much for this interview and I will see you later. Thank you so much and later days. Was that a great interview or what? I feel like I could have talked to Sylvia all the time and I have to be honest with you, I started giggling when she was like, I want to say later days. So <laughs> I definitely loved that interview, but I just want to kind of harp on a couple of things that we really talked about and a little bit more of the mindset stuff and also the strategic. So I love the parting words, guys, about really when you combine your passion, what you're gifted at to something that comes naturally, like sometimes it can be kind of hard to figure out what exactly you're going to be doing, but that if you just take action every single day, guys, even if it's a micro action that you know it's going to have a bigger impact, you will be so surprised at how far you can go. And I like honestly how she runs her whole business and every single decision she makes by one filter question. And I feel like that can really help us, especially when we get overwhelmed. So like hers is, is this scalable? That's what she asked. You know, you can scale with ads, you can scale with quizzes. She could not scale with one-on-one -on -one phone calls, getting on there and telling all the people about their digestive needs. She needed to create a sales staff if you will, meaning the Facebook ads and the quizzes, they could actually do it for you. And I love how Sylvia was just bluntly honest about how to deal with haters on your ads. Like these are going to help, especially because she is in that health and wellness space. She's literally selling pills and stuff. People are going to naturally have that like snake oil salesman type of mentality. And 
We talk a little bit more, of course, guys, about how to deal with hater comments in the episode that we had with Morgan Batista, all about Facebook ads. We went ahead and linked to that in the show notes as well. But I mean, honestly, guys, I could have talked to Sylvia forever. And what I really wanted to get across with this one is that you do not have to necessarily build a business around yourself if that doesn't feel good to you. Like Sylvia said, she was running her Etsy shop, making her home jewelry, and she had to be constantly chained to her desk because her store actually went kind of mini viral and everyone was buying and she got sort of overwhelmed, okay? So it is okay to pivot, guys. It is okay. It is okay to test. It is okay to do ads. You just need to put one foot in front of the other. And as Sylvia says, ask yourself, is this scalable? And I will see you guys next time. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.